today. From the pages of the Bible to the depths of your heart. The Way 101.1 Current events, personal values, political and social issues, technology, wars and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. The pressure is mounting for Putin in more ways than one. One thing is for certain, America is a mess, and we've got the news to prove it. And if you can prove someone in Iraq had contact with Israel, they could be put to death. Those are just some of the signs of the times, our weekly review of Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news for Friday, June 3rd, 2022. What's happening, prophecy peeps? If you're new here... Our dress code is to check your tinfoil hat at the door, and we do enforce a no-fly zone for black helicopters. And did you know that you can get the Signs of the Times on your time when you subscribe through Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google, and you can ask Pastor Mark a prophecy question, plus much more, when you download the Way Media app or hit us up at thewaymedia.net, which is the only place where you can read the articles that we discuss, and we always encourage you to do that. And now, here to explain what the world doesn't understand is Pastor Mark, <laughs> who once bought a relaxation tape with sounds of the rainforest. Mm. It didn't work, though. He kept worrying that he left his car windows down. Ah, that's, yeah, you don't rest well. No, yeah. you don't. The wet seats. The wet seats. Yeah, everything. Everything. <laughs> wet in your mind, anyway. <laughs> you think things are wet. Yeah, anyway. yep. let's roll it up. Let's rock and roll. Let's <laughs> roll it up and let's rock and roll. Yes. Uh, today, by the way, is National Donut Day. Uh, we totally blew that here at the office. Yeah, I um, mean... We're, we're hoping that one of, one of the staff members is going to actually come through at the last minute and deliver donuts, but... I'm I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah, we got donut holes, but not the kind that really have any substance. Just the hole. Yeah, yeah, the hole. It's the nothing. absence of. The, yeah, we yes. got the in the middle part. We're nothing. Absence of the donut. There you go. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into articles. We've got lots of them, and we're working on lots of cool things coming up to share with you via video too. So that's just a show teaser in yep. the coming weeks. Yep. Uh, Pastor Mark, this is from the Jerusalem Post. Uh, that tells us that the EU is agreeing to cut 90% of Russian oil imports and talk about how this could be used potentially as a further catalyst uh, for Ezekiel 38 and 39. Absolutely. Let's hear some of the story and then we'll talk about the larger picture, which we always do here on Signs of the Times. The European Union agreed Monday to ban most imports, as you said, as Greg said, and the bloc's toughest sanction on Moscow. Since the invasion of Ukraine three months ago, European Council President Charles Michael said the ban agreed um, at an EU summit in Brussels uh, would immediately cover more than two-thirds of oil imports for Russia. This is huge. And would cut a huge source of financing for Russia's war machine. The leader said they had agreed to cut 90% of oil imports from Russia by the end of the year, with exemptions for Hungary, a landlocked country that relies heavily on crude pipe from Russia, and others concerned about the ban's economic impact. Now, first of all, let me just say, I don't know how they're cutting 90%, Greg. They're getting their oil somewhere. So Russia has, I mean Russia, the EU has made agreements. We know they've been talking with other nations. They've made agreements to get oil because they have to. I believe you're going to see some contracts eventually coming out of Israel with the natural gas and the oil they have there, etc., which is going to turn things up. But this is interesting. A lot of pressure has been on them because of the war to back off of the Russian oil. Hey, we're giving them the money to fight this thing, right? Um, why is this huge? This is huge because this ratchets up the pressure on Russia and specifically on Vladimir Putin as the leader of Russia. 
And again, with the full picture, remember we have Russia and Iran at some point coming together uh, to attack Israel. It's just come out, and I think probably confirmed now. I'd heard the reports, and I was hearing like from reliable sources, real news sources. I was going to say, because this is not in our stack. Right, yeah. but Israel just released this week that Putin has been diagnosed with cancer. And in some of these reports, Greg, they're saying he's been given a, just a couple of years to live. Now, again, can they treat him? Uh, could that change? Yes. But why is that significant? All right, now, you've got Russia wanting to win this war. You've got them losing a lot of their funding for the war and for their economy and for their nation. Then the leader who's leading all this finds out, I've, I've got two years left, maybe. Do you see any motivation for doing things you would normally not do in that situation if you were the one that found that you had cancer and you were the leader of Russia? My point is, this doesn't mean that he's going to do something crazy because he thinks he's going to die. Here's my point. Look, if you're going to die and you think, I'm going to just go out in the blaze of glory, do the best I can for my people and my nation, you would be more apt to do things you might not normally do were you not going to die. That's just human nature. It's like, all right, I've got a couple years left. Let's do this. Now, on top of it, and I don't think we have any articles on uh, Israel and Iran, we'll try to get to them maybe next week, but I, in my my uh, uh, studies, do we have the one about them? Because uh, I read so many news reports. Uh, having enough uranium for a bomb? No. Okay, so let me use, I'll use this now. I'm, again, I want to I bring, this all comes together for this article. Yes. So that's why I'm pulling this in. I know normally I, when I bring up an article, we like to have it for you guys on there, and, and, and uh, but I'm, I have to bring this in. Uh, it's now being reported they officially have enough. Israel's saying they can now build a nuclear weapon. So Israel, just this week, practiced long-range um, um, flights, fighter pilot flights, with refueling and all that goes on. They were practicing out over the Mediterranean. And they said that it was drills that were simply done for a long-distance possible bombing raid. Well, everybody knows there is no one else they're considering <laughs> but Iran. Yes. Now, let's put this all together. If Israel knows Iran is on the verge of a nuclear weapon, if Israel knows that if Iran gets a nuclear weapon, it could be the end of Israel— then whether the world likes them or not, Greg, they have no choice. I mean, they have no choice. Somebody may get mad at you, for example, of doing something you shouldn't do, but if you're backed in a corner, let's say everybody's mad about guns right now, and you're backed in a corner and there's people about to kill you and stab you with knives and you've got a gun, you're going to shoot them because you realize I'm going to die or they're going to die. So sometimes it doesn't matter the outward pressure you have. You have to do their self-preservation that kicks in. Israel has a certain level of self-preservation. If they think there's a threat, they will preempt it. Attack Iran. They know that if they attack Iran, Iran said, we're going to come after you. At the same time, Russia's allying with Iran. You've got a leader in Russia who's not afraid to die, who's not afraid to take some extra chances. He's got two years left on his time clock. The world's already turning against him on his economy. The world's turning against him on his war. This is the kind of thing that can make someone pull the trigger and do something they wouldn't normally do. Will they? We don't know. But I'm saying keep your eye on this. You've got extra pressure on Putin with a reason to do something because he may be dying. You've got Iran with nothing to lose because they hate Israel so much. If they knock out their nuclear weapons, that sets them back forever trying to destroy Israel, which is their goal. You've got Israel backed in a corner going, we have to do something because they may blow us up. This is the perfect scenario for what could culminate into that type of battle. So everybody keep your eyes on it. You've got the fuller picture now. Watch the news. And more importantly, listen to Signs of the Times, and we'll keep you updated. Nice plug there, Pastor Mark. <laughs> yes, that's right. I like that. All right, uh, let's come back to this country. Because we've got a lot of articles to discuss yeah. when it comes to America. Our first article is uh, entitled, The United States is in a position of cursing Israel more than any other nation. This according to a former Congress member. Yeah. So do tell. Yeah, in an interview with Family Research Council President Tony Perkins on Monday, former Congress member Michelle Bachman I warned that the United States is on a dangerous anti-Israel trajectory. I agree with her 100%, by the way. And I quote, We know that the Bible is true, and the Bible says very clearly in Genesis 12, 3, that those who bless Israel will be blessed, and those who curse Israel will be cursed. We'll give a reset to that in a moment. Absolutely true. However, under the current administration, now we've taken decidedly anti-Israel, an anti-Israel posture, uh, as compared to the last administration, and that's very concerning. The first point of the issue Bachman sought to address was, the, and she gives three, uh, was the administration's revitalization of the nuclear agreement with Iran, allowing them to work on their bomb. Uh, she said, it's hard to believe the United States blessed Israel more than any other nation. Now we're in a position of cursing Israel more than any other nation by, again, helping their enemies. The current administration, that's number one. 
The, number two, the current administration is also dangerously putting Iran and Russia together. These two very bad actors are colluding against the best interest of America and Israel, and Joe Biden is empowering them to do it, she emphasized. Possibly the most concerning way that we're demonstrating this um, uh, support, uh, the stated goal, this is number three now, is the, the division of the land of Israel. And I quote, the Biden administration is seeking to take the Golan Heights and give it back to the 1967 borders in Syria. There's no basis and no reason why Israel would do that, and yet that is a demand that's about to come forth. The Biden administration is also seeking to divide Jerusalem so that eastern Jerusalem would become the new capital of a new Palestinian state. Basically, she's saying, look, we're doing everything we can to make God hate us. She's right. We're doing everything we can to make God hate us and be our enemy. And I want to give a reset to Genesis 12, 3. Not that anybody's asked this question, but for those of you listening, when you look it up, God told Abraham, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. Um, Some will say, yeah, well, didn't Ishmael and Isaac both come from uh, Abraham? Exactly. But God goes on after that to say, it's through Isaac and Isaac's line I'm going to bless, not Ishmael's. So we're talking about the Jews. So God has promised the nation of Israel, you bless them. I'll bless you. America has been blessed in the past because we blessed Israel. Now we have an extremely anti-Israel administration in power. And they're also blind spiritually, which means the heat gets turned up as far as America being involved in doing things against the best interest of God's chosen people. Let me tell you something, guys. You don't want to walk up and pick on the kid who's got the biggest friend in the playground uh, you don't want to do that because he's going to come knock your head off. You know, you're a kid. You leave those guys that have their, the big friends alone. God is the big friend of Israel. And President Biden is trying to poke Israel in the eye, which is God's chosen people. He's walking up and trying to be a bully in the playground. Poke his eye, push on him, give his land away, try to turn, you know, uh, uh, divide the nation up, do all these things. God does not take that lightly. And we have shown in the past of what happens when leaders go against Israel. We've talked about it. We've, we, on, the, on signs of the times, we've looked at different leaders that have done things against Israel and different nations and how God has dealt with them. And in the long term, how God deals with them. And, um, you know, the demise of, of Britain. They used to have the kingdom of the world, they said. The sun never sets on, on, on the Britain, British kingdom. And yet, after they turned on Israel in World War II, they wouldn't allow them to go back to their land. And they, in essence, helped Hitler destroy them inadvertently. Um, I know they didn't say they were doing that, and it wasn't something they're out to do, but they inadvertently helped Hitler, and they turned against Israel. They just diminished immediately, and now they're just basically like a, a state. They're like New Jersey, yeah. New Hampshire. New, they're, like, they don't, they're, not, they're not significant at all. And so um, she's right. We are now in a very dangerous place where we're crying out for God to judge America. And, Greg, I think part of that judgment is showing up in all kinds of places, even in what's happening in the increase in violence, all these different things that are taking place. We're getting, I believe, chastisement from God and even judgment. And the more we turn away from Israel, the worse it's going to get. And also, too, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, Pastor Mark, but when we get into the language there written in the Old Testament, and this is really to address people that might uh, be under the notion or consideration that the Old Testament is just for our historical reference. The way that the language is written there in Genesis, in this particular verse that you're referring to, that uh, where where God tells Abraham, I will bless those that bless you, and I will curse those that curse you, in the language that's written in the historical present, it, it, it's not just for that time, in that moment, but this is in perpetuity. Yeah. The language is imparting to us, so that means even here in the year 2022, yeah. thousands of years later, after God said that to Abraham... It's still true. You know, Greg, it's interesting you bring up a good point because I think a lot of people see the Old Testament as something that's passed and over with and God doesn't deal that way. And they'll even try to tie it to the law. And I'll put yeah. that in quotes that God's, that the law has been fulfilled. So we're no longer, no longer listening to the law. Well, this first of all was long before the law. Yeah. The law only makes up technically about three books of the Bible, two and a half to three books of the Bible because Deuteronomy is a repeat. Uh, Genesis is history. So you have Exodus, um, um, Numbers, and Leviticus. Those three uh, really contain what we call the law. So if even if the law was done away with, you've only got two and a half to three books of the entire 66 books of the Bible. And again, all the rest of the Old Testament is still there. So the point is, these are eternal principles. God didn't say, I'm temporarily doing this. Um, God said, if, this, if the sun and moon disappear, then my promises to Israel are over. He said that to Jeremiah. He said, so basically... At last I checked, sun and moon are doing fine. That means his promises are eternal to them. He's not given up on Israel. He's not turned his back on Israel. And he says in Romans, 
uh, 9, 10, and 11, where Paul's writing, he says, God's going to revive Israel in the last days. He says very clearly, I'm, he's not giving up on Israel. He's, he's not done with them. We see the promises of prophecy in Daniel and Revelation, other places, to the nation of Israel in Romans. So God is not done with Israel, very much involved in Israel. And so, yeah, his promise to them, you, you mistreat Israel, I'm going to mistreat you. So basically what President Biden is doing is he's walking up to God and saying, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I don't care what you said. I'm going to do it anyway. Now, does President Biden know what the Bible says? Honestly, Greg, I doubt he knows the Bible because he doesn't know God. However, um, and that's evident by the fruit. However, I can't believe that over all the years of him living life and then being in Washington with all the things that have been done with Israel and America, there have been numerous people over the years that have pointed out Genesis saying we need to be blessing Israel because of God's word. Even Michelle Bachman, who used to be in the Congress, uh, others. So he, he has to no doubt know what the Bible says, but what it shows us is they don't care what the Bible says. Our president has no fear of God. He has no fear of the Bible. Many of our leaders have no fear of God and fear of the Bible. And I don't say that in some type of, I'm not, yeah. not making a political, st- I'm just making a factual statement based on the evidence. And the problem with that is when you have no fear of God and you don't regard God's word, then you can be bold to do things that are, that are right in God's face, whether they be blasphemous or evil or whatever. And the problem is you can't avoid the consequences. You just can't do that. God is gracious. God is very good. Um, you know, I've heard people challenge God before. Well, if there's a God up there, then let him strike me with lightning right now. Well, God's not going to do that because God is much more mature and loving than you are when you make that foolish uh, suggestion. God doesn't just respond like we do in emotions. He loves the person that said that, even though they're being blasphemous. He loves them. He, w- he wants to give them time to repent and come into the kingdom. And I'm thankful that we have such a loving, gracious, long-suffering God that he doesn't answer those kind of ridiculous requests or try to, he doesn't have to yeah. prove himself. But at the same time, uh, it is, uh, we warn all the time on signs of the times that we need to be very careful how we deal with the nation of Israel. And that's why it was very encouraging in the last administration because they were blessing Israel. It's very discouraging and concerning with this administration because we are cursing Israel and God is true to his word. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about some of the fruit of this currently installed administration, Pastor Mark. This is from Israel 365 News. The Biden State Department sidesteps Israel to open a quote unquote Palestinian consulate in Jerusalem. Yeah, this is a big insult, and I'll explain why at the end. It even makes it even uh, uh, makes reference to that in the article. In the briefing on Tuesday, Ned Price, the spokesman for the Biden administration's Department of State, said this, We remain committed to opening a consulate in Jerusalem for the Palestinians. We continue to believe that it can be an important way for our country to engage with and provide support to the Palestinian people. Um, first of all, when you open up a, um, uh, a consulate or things like that, you need to be a nation, I think. I mean, I don't know if you have to be a nation technically or not, but there is no Palestinian nation. There's no Palestinian state. So the whole thing to me is, is, is just crazy. Price was responding to a report in the Times of Israel on Sunday that cited two U.S. and Palestinian officials who said that Biden would elevate Deputy Assistant Secretary of State and Israeli and Palestinian Affairs, Haiti Amr, to the role of Special Envoy to the Palestinians. And I quote, the State Department is trying to use a backdoor loophole to establish a Palestinian consulate in Jerusalem, which is something they couldn't do through the front door by negotiating with the Israel government, as they'll conclude. In other words, to have a consulate, you have to have the approval of the Israeli government. They have to give their blessing. It's their nation. They approve it. They do it. What we're trying to do is, through a loophole with connections we already have and facilities we already have and connections, is to go in and kind of establish one. It's almost like taking over a, a Walmart and putting a consulate in there because we can do what we want in the Walmart, although we know the city wouldn't allow us to have a consulate in the Walmart. You follow me? It's this, it's this end around that we're doing to Israel. And, and he concludes this statement here by saying it's not illegal, but hugely disrespectful to Israel, end quote. In other words, we don't care what God says. We don't care about God's land. We don't care about God's people. We will do what we want. It's this whole arrogance. I think it's Psalm 2, Greg, where it says, you know, um, those on the earth will, you know, let us put God behind us. Let us break his bonds asunder and have nothing to do with God. We will do what we want. It talks about the attitude in the last days, which is where we are. Mm. It says, he who sits in the heavens shall laugh. He's like, you really think, you, you current administration in America you really think in all your mockery of me and the Bible and my land, you think you're going to somehow win? 
You think you're going to that I don't see this? That somehow yeah. you're going to be able to pull the wool over my eyes and, and pull off your will? No. Satan was much greater than you, and he was kicked out of heaven. He wasn't able to do it. You're certainly not going to be able to do it as a man, as a worm, as the Bible says, compared to God. Who do you think you are? And so God's going to have the last laugh, and he watches them in his grace. He allows these things until finally God's going to say, enough, it'll be done with. We know that it will continue to move against Israel. The whole world will turn against Israel. God will allow that in the last days. But then Greg, he's going to come back like a lion roaring and bring judgment. And what a great day that's going to be. So many of these stories, and this one in particular, reminds me of when Pilate had told Jesus, you know, hey, don't you know that I've got the power to yeah. you know, put you to death? And Jesus responds, listen, you wouldn't have any power if it wasn't for my father. That's right. That's right. It's from you. That's right. You, anything you have, my dad gave you, and you know what? Uh, uh, how you treat his son is going to be held to account one day. So I think about that laughter, and it's like, you know, you you people don't even realize that I've allowed you to do that. Yeah. You know, think about that as the unbeliever, as someone who is openly rebelling against God, which we're chock full of that in the news every week, that God gives them the breath, the life. You know, Greg, something because we have so convinced ourselves with our culture that God doesn't exist and we're not accountable to God or God's not going to do anything because he's loving and gracious. He waits. So we we, we take that wrong. And the Bible yeah. warns against that. Don't read this wrong. Yeah. But we read it wrong because of that. We're not afraid to mock him. We're not afraid to attack him. We're not afraid to denounce his word. We're not afraid to attack his. But not we, but in general, you sure. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, because they think there's no accountability. So these people are doing these things thinking, thinking you know what? Well, there's nothing. I'm not going to face any consequence. I think about the atheists who's willingly going along with the plan of Satan in the last days, and they don't even realize all they're doing is building up more and more judgment and condemnation for that day they stand before God for eternal judgment. But because they've convinced themselves they have no one to answer to, they think there's no consequence. If you believe there's no consequence and no God to answer to, why not go and shoot everybody? Why not steal everything? Why not rape anybody you want? Why not do whatever? Because I'm a good person. Some people might feel that way, but a lot of people like, look, God is the restraining force for the unbeliever. And so if you're a believer, you don't do those things because you love God and love constrains us. But if you don't have love as a constraint or maybe good morals because your parents raised you a certain way, there's no restraint. You're watching what's happening in New York. People are walking up and shooting people in broad daylight, stabbing people in broad daylight. People are doing horrendous things right in front of our very eyes. And nobody cares because they think they don't, they're not going to be held accountable. They will be held accountable. And God one day will hold them to a reckoning. There's, yeah. there's no fear, but there will be on that day. Yeah. All right, Pastor Mark, let's head back to uh, the left side of our country, uh, to Washington State, where left we coast. the left coast, <laughs> uh, where we see lawlessness will abound. And this story here really depicts passing a law yeah. so you don't have to obey the law, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. This is from Free Beacon. This is also reported locally there in the Washington State area. King 5 also has this, too. Drivers in Washington State don't have to stop for the police anymore. You know, Greg, they're wanting to cancel the police departments, but there's so much an uproar from the people, they weren't able to do that. So now they're finding other ways to cancel them by laws they're passing. It's the same exact Amazing. effect. Listen to this. After Washington State passed a law to constrain police officers, state drivers are refusing to pull over when asked to by the police. Northwest News Network recorded that nearly 1,000 failure-to-stop incidents happened in 2022 already. Police officers have described a sharp rise in motorists fleeing traffic stops, speeding away, sometimes even in stolen cars, according to one county police chief, because Washington House Bill 1054, which Governor Jay Inslee, a Democrat, signed into law last year, has banned police from pursuing traffic violators in their cruisers. You're banned. You can't pursue them unless, unless, get this, unless the officer is granted permission by a supervisor or a perpetrator is suspected of being under the influence or having committed a violent offense is causing imminent danger and has to be identified. In other words, the police, their hands are tied. I remember, Greg, years back, the military sent on many of our missions. Uh, when we had a different administration, a very liberal administration a few years back, they wouldn't allow the military to fire on a target unless they got direct permission back from Washington. And so they would be over a target flying, and they'd have, like, the terrorists and the enemy right there, and they'd say, can we engage? Uh, let, let me make a phone call. <laughs> I'm sorry, we can't get a hold of anybody right now. Keep flying. And, and Press three for authorization. Think about it. They, they, were, they, were, they were demoralized. They were frustrated. Yeah. And we lost many, many targets because of that. This is what they're doing. They're saying, all right, go out there and do what you want. But if you see somebody doing something they shouldn't do, you can't do anything to you called, 
you know, your your yeah. dad back at the at the office. Hey, I've got a guy, somebody here that's doing something really wrong. Uh, they're they're running from the police, and they just stole uh, somebody's car. They're doing this. There's a child in the back. Uh, can, you have to wait till you get a phone call and approve. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I just want to tell our listeners, I'm hearing more and more Washington State is probably has become the most liberal state. In the states, I mean, these guys are like over the top um, of just like basically anything goes. Well, listen, we've got a competition on on the left coast. Yes, you know, California being king, but yes. uh, you know, we we've got people that really want to, uh, you know, absurd or uh, take over that top position in California. Washington's one of them. In Oregon, we're not going to leave you out of this. Oh either. my! And they're pretty bad. Uh, they're right. You know, Oregon, Oregon's right there with you. Uh, it's a it's a neck and neck as we round the final turn. This is from the New York Post. Oregon law requires menstrual products in boys' bathrooms. This is such an insult to God. Let me first of all say it's, yeah. a, it's an insult to our intelligence. It's an insult to God as the creator of male and female. But, Greg, it's the perversion of the next generation. It is teaching the most vulnerable, moldable minds that boys aren't boys and girls aren't girls. And that, and that you know, it's amazing this push. And I'll get to the article, but it's amazing this push recently about follow the science, follow the science, follow the science. And that was being used as a weapon against us to For force COVID-19, us yeah, to yeah. do things they want us to do. And they and even in that they were not following the science. And now we know more and more they absolutely knew the truth and were ignoring certain things. That's a whole other subject. But there is no science following. There's no. They have completely negated anything to do with science. They were touting that as their god, and now science has been thrown out the window to say that boys can have a menstrual cycle. I mean, look, I didn't make straight A's in in biology. <laughs> But I, but you know this much. I didn't have to even take biology. This is you talk about the term common sense. Yeah, I mean this is so absurd now, Greg. You wonder where can it go from here? I don't know. It's scary. Well, can you bust open? Well, go ahead read the, read the article. In read July twenty twenty one, Democratic Governor Kate Brown signed the controversial and Greg. Listen to the name of this: the Menstrual Dignity Act. That was the name. Yes, Dignity. That's what Unbelievable. What are you talking about? Which requires all K-12 through schools to provide free sanitary products to students along with instructions for their use. And I quote, starting next year, 2022-2023, products will be available in all restrooms, male, female, and all, and all gender. Like there's another one? There's only male and female. Again, if you want to follow the science, the other is just cultural and emotional. The science is... Boys have XY chromosomes. Scientific unchangeable fact. Girls have XX chromosomes. Scientific unchangeable fact. However, they're going to put them in every uh, PPS building where education occurs, the Portland District uh, said in 2021. Uh, and I quote, to ensure timely compliance, they ordered 500 dispensers. Dispensers have been installed in all the elementary and middle school girls. This is so evil. And more will be installed in all the remaining bathrooms, including boys' restrooms next year, And according to Fox News. Instructions on how to use the tampons and pads will be postponed in all bathrooms, uh, the statement uh, added. Again, science has been completely abandoned, but the scripture that always comes to my mind, Greg, when I think about the attack and perversion of our children is where Jesus said, Woe to you when you cause these little ones to stumble. It would be better for you... And I'm just going to say it right here. Kate Brown, governor of Oregon, if a millstone were tied around your neck and you were thrown into the sea, it would be better. That would be the good thing. Um, Why? These leaders, when they do this, they're basically mocking God and mocking God's word and causing the little ones of God's kingdom to stumble. And God's going to deal with it. Well, in totality, in terms of that whole movement, it's also creating something else, and that's high suicide rates. Yeah. Because you're creating confusion in the minds of how God created us, which is a known commodity in our being, in yeah. our soul, yeah. that God gave us. Yeah. And so now they're trying to corrupt these little ones to yeah. get them to believe something biologically. Yeah. That they could never change, first of all, yeah. but get them to mentally believe something. No wonder we've got so many issues with mental health yeah. in our country. I just want to read this, and I, I could read the whole chapter, but really, I encourage you to just go back after the show and read Romans chapter 1. Uh, because in verse 28, and, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, yeah. 
God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, and it goes on and on. Really, the whole chapter is really an indictment uh, on on society uh, that is is true today. And so, so when you're given over to that debased mind... You honestly, and I, I believe there are some people that honestly believe that this is possible. Yeah. Because they have abandoned God, his creation, maybe even no knowledge of it. That's the other thing that's sad, too, is yeah. that we're not teaching those things. We're not, in, we're not teaching God's creation, God's design. And if you have no knowledge of God, yeah. you're left to your own devices or whatever the media or news is telling you is yeah, true. Absolutely. And so there's an accountability for those people, which is another reason why the millstone better be hung around your neck, because you're causing so many people to stumble into yeah. sin. Yeah. You so, know, the, the little ones, Greg, that are yeah. raised in it may be more apt to believe it because they've looked to their those that are over them. And authority figures. Yeah, yeah, but these ones that already know better, you know, it's interesting, out of Romans 1 again, I was thinking about that same chapter today, so yeah. I think that's um, um, of the Lord you bring that up. But the thing that really struck me out of it was, he said, they, they have the knowledge, they know, they're denying, they're denying, they're it, denying yeah. the obvious knowledge and truth of what they know, they willfully, it says, have blinded themselves and chosen to believe the lie. Therefore, God sends them strong delusions, so they will believe the lie. So both go hand in hand. It starts out with them saying, I choose to willfully reject reality. I'm going to reject reality. And and the, the scary thing, there's so many scary things about it. Greg, Is that like but, God coming alongside Pharaoh and, and hardening yeah, his heart? That's exactly right. He made up his mind and God hardened his heart. Same kind of thing that happened there in Romans 1. But what's amazing is, once you go to the point where you literally deny reality, where does it end? I'm going to give you an example. Mm. If you start denying a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl, then what's the difference in raising a gun and shooting someone in the chest and say, I didn't shoot them? <laughs> and you go, yeah. yes, you did. I saw you right there. He's dead and there's a bullet. No, that's your opinion that that was a bullet. That's your opinion he's dead. And it's your opinion that you saw me shoot him. Um, you know, I, I, I am, you know, I, I disagree with you. Now, now, we laugh at that now, but Greg, but that's true. That's how absurd yeah. it has gotten. Reality is out the door. Um, and, and again, we talk the scripture, you know, right is wrong. Wrong is right. Um, there, there's no, it's, it's, and it truly is a blindness. It's interesting. And, and Isaiah, we'll get to it later on on our studies on Wednesday night in the book of Isaiah. He says, but they grope, they, they grope as a blind person in, in the noonday, right in the middle of the day. Like they don't know what they're doing. They can't see. They're so blind. They can't see what's going on. And they've willfully blinded themselves. That's what these people have done. They have willfully said, I'm going to take a political stand that is so against reality, I don't care because I have an agenda. Now, what we've got to do at Signs of the Times and as believers is rise above that and see who the true originator of it is, and that's the spirit realm. It is Satan. This is demonic. His desire is to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to destroy our children. He wants to kill our children. Um, it's like this whole push we'll get to at another show or the, um, the you know, Pfizer, maybe next week, the Pfizer CEO now trying to push with, uh, with the White House, five and under getting this shot. There is zero death in five and under. Infants don't need it. It has no effect on them whatsoever other than the shot is causing heart attacks and stroke in little kids. We know that now. And so it's like, this is demonic. This is not, nobody's thinking rationally. There is a spiritual blindness over our nation, and we as believers have got to recognize it, speak out about it, stand against it, and realize what's going on. Yeah. This is WIAMLP Knoxville. Uh, you are listening to Signs of the Times, our weekly review of Bible prophecy. In the world's news, our broadcast will turn into podcast 218 later on today. Uh, so we appreciate you guys uh, hanging out with us and uh, getting into the Word. And now we are going to get into a listener question, Pastor Mark, as we take a break from our articles. This is from Rick, who enjoys Signs of the Times right here in Knoxville. And the title for his question is Space, the Final Frontier. Should have had my Star Trek uh, theme. Actually, Captain Kirk, uh, actually, well, actually, if I, Abby had a mic in the in the booth, uh, she otherwise could, known as Spock, she could give me the... Uh, no, she said she's not Spock. She's not Spock? No, she said she's Lieutenant Uhura. Uh, oh, but we'll get into that later. Okay, because Captain Kirk, we've Captain got all the characters. All right, I think I'm Scotty. You I think are. You've got I, the I board. I'm, you can beam us I up. I think I'm. I'm Scotty. Know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Make the show work, or you're fired. Yeah. I can only give you so much powder, Captain. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's what Rick says. I have really been surprised by our government's recent renewed interest in UFOs. 
do you think this interest could be a building block for the lie of what caused the disappearance of millions of people at the rapture? Well, you know, Rick, you've come to the right guy for the question. Not only do I have the last name Kirk, i.e. Captain Kirk, but also my <laughs> teacher told me when I was in class growing up, I may share this already, that I was going to be an astronaut one day because, again, he told me I was just simply taking up space. Now, you did the rim shot before I, I got to the punchline. I know. Sorry. I'm taking up space. Anyway, okay, back to the... Okay, here we go. Here we are. Um, I thought that was the recording. That was real. That was actually impressive. Okay, anyway... Seriously, getting back to the question, yes. yes, surprised by the government's act to UFOs. Could it be a building block for the lie? I do believe so, yes. I think it's a part of it. Now, what is the lie in totality? I don't know that I could nail down for sure what I think it is. I think it's a conglomeration of things that could be right now. But I do believe that the whole UFO phenomenon is, is going to be used and is being used by the enemy in the last days in a number of ways. Um, you know, we used to mock UFOs, and everybody made fun of it. And again, Greg you know, said this is the non-tinfoil hat zone or whatever. Well, that was considered a tinfoil hat thing back when I was a kid. Sure. I remember being yeah, little people. I mean, that yeah. was right there with Bigfoot. Matter of fact, if you saw a flying saucer, Bigfoot might be flying it, right? And so, and sorry for those of you out there that are offended that are hey, still chasing Bigfoot down. Uh, well, Bigfoot saw me, but nobody believed him. See, then that works. That's just in that. You know, I know. You need to get the shirt. I'm still sad about right. that. I've got the shirt, actually. Yeah, you do that, sir. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, it's no longer a joke um, because the things that have been released recently, even by the government and by very reputable witnesses and, and people that people trust, there's something going on. This is legitimate. These are real events. Now, are they really people from other planets? No, I do not believe that. And I think the scripture would make that impossible because Jesus died for the sins of this world, the Bible says, no other world, which would mean if there are other people out there, other creatures out there, they're all eternally condemned. Uh, because there's no way to pay for their sins. And it says in Romans, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, which would mean if there's any other life support, any other life out there, they've sinned and now they're condemned. But Jesus didn't die for their sins. He only died, it says, for the sins of this world, the world singular. That would mean they're condemned. I don't believe that God created anyone to be condemned. I think he gives everyone a chance through the cross. So therefore, to me, biblically, that nullifies any other life other than here on this planet, as far as uh, intelligent life, etc., with that said, then how can I say I think these things are real? I think it's demonic. I believe it is God allowing the demonic realm to manifest themselves, to deceive mankind in the last days, and I think we're yet to see how Satan's going to use it. There are many that believe uh, that it could be used, and Greg, you've shown a strong heart for this, and I think you may be onto something, that it's going to be used when the rapture takes place. Hey, aliens came and took us all away. There's some that believe that. Some believe it'll be used in different ways, but I do believe it's going to be used by the enemy in some form and capacity, maybe in multiple ways in the last days. I do find it interesting that when you read Ezekiel and Revelation about the cherubim, that it does say that connected to their body, those angels... There's connected literally to their body, as a part of their body, a flying saucer. Or we would say a wheel within a wheel, is the way the Bible describes it. Which means as they were to turn and fly, it would turn sideways and look like a flying saucer. And in one of the UFO videos that the government released, you saw this thing that started kind of rotating. And it literally looked like a wheel within a wheel, which is how it describes it in Ezekiel. And I think that very possibly we have on film a fallen angel. And, and I think we're going to see more of these. I think it's going to be a greater and greater deception. So is it real? Yes. Is it aliens from other planets? I think the Bible forbids that. Um, is it demonic? Absolutely. Could it have some play in the last days of, of the rapture and all these other, and, and other issues? I would say yes, very possibly. Rick, we don't know for sure, but we will find out. But that is a great question. And one thing's for certain, too. The Bible really does give us the indication that uh, deception in the latter days is going to be rampant yeah. uh, from a global position. The, the Bible says that the Antichrist will deceive the nations through pharmakia. Uh, I mean, it's easy to conceive that, you know, if you've got people that are that influenceable to make it. Listen, if you can get people to believe that a five-year-old boy can have a menstrual cycle, you can get people to believe that there's people from other planets coming right. to take people That's away. Right. Absolutely. And so. Greg, remember, you already pointed it out at the beginning of this article, and that is God will send them strong, strong. delusion. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get into some anti-Semitism, otherwise known as Jew hate. Bible says that will also be something that will be prevalent right. globally, and we increase. see that increasing. Uh, this is from Israel 365 News. Iraq. Pa- 
passes a new law. How litigious of them. Contact with Israel, punishable with death. Yeah, and again, it's interesting, Greg. We talked years back about how Iraq had kind of been neutralized, and they have, with the, with the uh, uh, Persian yeah. Gulf War and yeah. all that. And they, yeah. and they weren't really attacking verbally. And they're anything. not listed as a country in Ezekiel no. 38 and 39, by the way. No, but yeah. here now, they've gotten some strength back, and we we have withdrawn as a nation. Now they're starting to verbally, once again, even as they did before, yeah. it's that same spirit in yeah. that region, the same demonic spirits, verbally attacking the nation of Israel. The Iraqi parliament passed on... Uh, a law on Thursday, by the way, by a Shia representative, mm-hmm. and they're the more aggressive, criminalizing ties with Israel, punishable with death, a death sentence or life imprisonment. The law titled Criminalizing Normaliz- Normalization and Establishment of Relations with the Zionist Entity was approved on Thursday. In other words, have nothing to do with the Jews, was approved on Thursday. With 275 legislators voting in favor of it in Iraq's 329th seat, Assembly, the law forbids the, and I quote, promotion of any ideas, ideologies, principles, or Israeli or Zionist conduct in any form. The bill still needs to receive the approval of the parliamentary subcommittee, but media reports predict it will likely pass. Again, why does everybody hate the Jews so much? This is demonic. It is spiritual. God promised in Abraham, I'll bless those that bless you, curse those that curse you. It not only causes certain nations to be dealt with a certain way and different peoples, but it also says there's going to be a spiritual battle. Satan hates God. He hates the Jew. If he can get rid of the Jew, destroy the Jew, stop the Jew, then he feels he can stop God. So he will never stop attacking the Jews. There's never a logical reason. I, I mean, the Jews do things that are wrong, and sometimes you go, okay, there's a reason somebody would be upset. I get that, like yeah. any other people or nation. But there's no logic behind what happens. Remember, we've talked about it. Any, everything that happens, I'm surprised at this point, truly, I'm surprised the gas prices have not been blamed on Israel. I'm truly surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised inflation in America. And I, and I would not be surprised that we don't eventually hear inflation and gas prices are the fault of the Jew. Don't. Don't laugh if you hear that. You think I'm crazy. I've been watching this. I don't care what the issue is. I don't care how far-fetched it is because it is spiritual, and Satan will take any opportunity to destroy the Jews. These kind of things happen, so be ready. Again, it doesn't surprise me, but there we go again with Iraq jumping into the fray of the Israel uh, Jew hate. Well, we know that Satan hates the Jews uh, primarily because God chose them to be the vehicle to which to, to deliver the Messiah That's right. to the world. That's right. And Savior of the world. The Savior of the world. And because of that, you know, the enemy's been after the Jews since the very beginning. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's not going to stop. Yeah, it's not uh, again, stop. All nations will turn against them to yeah. the very end. And then the Lord comes back as their hero, literally yeah. riding on a white horse to rescue those that are still alive and to reestablish the nation for what he promised long ago. Yeah. All right, let's get to some pestilence, plagues, a little side of disaster, and a, uh, I guess, corruption could be the dessert. Uh, this is from, uh, and this is several Fox News, I think was going to end up being on our PDF uh, that we'll publish later today. Uh, one of the largest egg factories in the U.S. was torched in the middle of the night amid an outbreak of fires in food processing facilities across the nation. Coincidence? You know, Greg, we've been talking about this. How many times have we brought up watching all these food facilities being burned in America? There's numerous ones across the country that have been happening the last few months. And really what got my attention, you know, you know, people want to say, oh, there's something going on. Well, I kind of ignore that until the evidence is unignorable. And when you see two planes <laughs> fly into two facilities, okay, look. The When's odds, the last time we saw two planes fly into buildings? Well, yeah. That was 9-11. That's a good point. And, and these are two separate times. I mean, the point is it becomes so obvious. You couldn't look. The only way you could fly a plane into a food processing plant is you'd have to try to. And so it wasn't just one. It was two. <laughs> Something's going on. I'm not sure who's behind it. But someone is trying to destroy the food supplies of our nation. It, I think it's beyond a doubt at this point. But listen to this. A barn that housed tens of thousands of chickens on Forsman Farm in Howard Lake, Minnesota, one of the largest egg producers in the nation, was set aflame late Saturday night. Notice somebody caught on it. It was set aflame. According to Forsman Farms, which provides more than 3 million eggs to the largest retailers in the country, the cause of the fire remains a mystery as investigators evaluate the scene to determine how the barn was set ablaze. The language is implying somebody set this fire and that is arson. Yeah. yeah. And so again, you know, I think it's, I just keep your eye on this. It's very, the Bible says in Matthew 24, in the last days, there'll be famines. We already see what's happening around the world. All the talk of famine. 
Um, now, even in a nation that has such great supply, this is going to affect our food chain. And so I, I'm not saying Americans are going to be starving, but I'm saying even we in America, I believe, are going to be affected by these last days famine things that are happening and so uh, a lot of wisdom needs to be used here but also eyes wide open this is interesting to watch and we might touch on this some more next week too with some of the things that we've got uh yeah absolutely absolutely um, because we have to there's some overarching scriptural principles in scriptures that really play into these things that we see um you know in in our news and one of them is that the enemy comes to steal to kill and to destroy yeah and he does that through a variety of ways that's right and we're chronicling these things on the news so we can't lose fact that he's behind the scenes pushing buttons and people absolutely uh, to help carry that out yeah so and that's the key on all these articles Greg, is to always remind our listeners this is much larger than man's politics and when we talk about politicians or certain leaders of states that do things i'm not taking away their accountability because they're accountable absolutely there's a much larger force at play here we're talking about the spiritual realm um and, and this cosmic battle that's going on with the enemy and uh we're going to see more and more of that and now it's getting more and more blatant as we get into the last days and again just it's it's just amazing to watch god warned us and i'm so glad he told us because yeah. we're watching it take place yeah. um let's go to the church do you like dolly parton i do I do. I mean, well, I mean, okay. But do, I, do you like the did, gospel? Did of I Dolly yeah, did I ever buy any Dolly albums? No. no. And did I have anything against? No. So I can't say I like Dolly Parton, but I'm I'm not against her. She's kind of she's a very gifted musician. But well, you know, listen. Let's just reveal this right now. Yeah. Before Dollywood. Yeah. It used to be called Silver Dollar City. That's right. And at Silver Dollar City, there used to be a character. <laughs> At Silver Dollar City. That's right. What was his name? I used to work there, Deputy Dugan. I used to work there. Uh, me and Scooter. Skeeter and Scooter Skank. And I was also Deputy Dugan. No, uh, I thought you were the train robber. I was all three. Yeah, with the, oh, well, were you? Well, Skeeter okay. and Scooter would rob the train. <laughs> and then when I'd walk the street, sometimes I was Deputy Dugan. Uh, you know, and so we did things like that. Anyway, and um, and so, yeah, so I, I knew. And Dolly Parton, the year she bought it, she was there at the park, you know, and coming back and forth or whatever. But I never thought about her as a spiritual leader. And, and I guess I never thought about... Um, Parton the Red Sea, but I guess we kind of have a well, Yes, we well, she's she's not Dolly Parton now, she's Dolly Preacher. Yes. Uh, a Chicago church is preaching Dolly Parton's music as gospel, uh, and it's meant to connect to people uh, yes. from Christianity Daily. Uh, explain all this, Yeah, you? Church of the Three Crosses embedded into its Sunday preaching the songs of Dolly Parton, saying it's a way to easily explain the Word of God to new believers they met online during the pandemic. Now, look, how many people have heard Dolly Parton and said, hey, she's singing the Bible? <laughs> Hell does, nothing against Dolly. I'll get to yeah. that in a moment. I want to take yeah. up for her here in just a second, uh, to some degree. But Hell does a secular country pop saint and the Jesus of Appalachia. I'd never heard her called that before. Never heard of that either. No, yeah. but they've got that in quotes here. Apparently outside of our area, she's known that way. Parton has been the theme of, um, not only a theme park owner, I added that part, but the theme of a five-part sermon series at Church of the Three Crosses in Chicago. Reverend Brick Cox told the congregation that they've been using Parton's works as their way to delve into a larger story of the Christian faith, saying all stories matter. She's a female pastor, by the way. Yes. Not Dolly Parton, but this lady. She ended her sermon. Maybe both. Yeah. She ended her sermon series by saying the gospel according to Dolly. So I've always said before, Greg, you have the Dalai Lama and we have the Dolly Parton. The Church of the Three Crosses belonged to both the United Methodist Church and the United Church of Christ, according to its website. Now, this is it. Look, on behalf of Dolly Parton, let me say this. In the 2021 issue of People magazine, Parton said that it makes her cringe when people worship her. As the Bible was clear about idolatry, she doesn't want to be worshipped. She said people must worship God more than anyone else. Now, that's interesting. The whole more than anyone else is an interesting comment. But either way, just worship God, I would say. But here's the bottom line. Dolly Parton, she's she's not trying to be worshipped. She's not trying to be lifted up as a leader or whatever. But it's amazing to me, Greg. Here we are at the church. We should be studying the Word of God and turning our eyes to Jesus and the Father. And they're doing Dolly Parton songs as their gospel message. How sad. It just shows you where they are and where this church is. Well, and let's also bring up something else, too, that the Bible gives us in terms of a biblical precept about us yeah. as human beings. 
about God's creation. Yeah. Here's something that will rub your flesh the wrong way. God created us to worship him. That's right. That's why we were created. That's our purpose. Is that not offensive to the flesh? Yeah. Yeah. So what's the what's the truth in that? That means because by God's design we were designed to worship him. If we are not worshiping the one true God, yeah. we will, by compulsion, yeah. by design, yeah. we will be worshiping something or someone else. And in this case, in this church, Dolly Parton. Unbelievable. I, again, I, I don't I don't blame her for this. No, but I just not at this all. And I think, oh my yeah. goodness, how how far? Obviously, this is not a Bible. It's almost church apostasy. You could almost. Well, it is. You know. It is. I mean, this isn't a Bible believing Bible yeah. teaching church. But again, it just shows you how some churches out there. And Greg, I've seen these churches that just. Um, they just kind of find uh, some feel-good story and talk about it and treat it like it's the Bible. And here's another sad thing. The problem is there's a lot of people going to these churches that are getting this false hope that somehow they're okay Seeker with God. Friendly and they're whatever, not. Yeah. They're not okay with God. They've got to go to Jesus Christ, confess their sin, and turn to the cross. Yeah. Or they can't enter the kingdom of God. It's sad. Very sad. All right. Let's get into the really strange stuff. Yeah. Uh, this is from uh, CBS News. I think Archimax Publishing also has this, too. Did NASA find hell? Scientists brace for first glimpse of world that constantly burns. Yeah. I, yeah. Do tell. This is interesting. That, yeah, it says here NASA visited Hollywood last week. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wrong article. But let me get back to where I was. Sorry about that. Um and let me start over. Mankind's okay, yes. first look at conditions of on a super Earth 50 light years away is expected in the coming weeks by the James Webb Space Telescope. And NASA is bracing to see the stuff of nightmares. The planet called 55 Cancri E orbits so close to its sun-like star that surface conditions could literally be like hell of the biblical description, a dimension where a constant state of burning takes place. By the way, we do not believe this is hell, but there, this is just interesting what God has created out there. Shows you how it could be. Mm. With surface temperatures far above the melting point of a typical rock-forming minerals, the day side of the planet is thought to be covered in oceans oceans of lava. I mean, it's kind of like a hot pocket when you take it out of the microwave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> imagine good, imagine yeah. if you do that, you're scarred for life. Yes. I mean, you just like, you know, you're... <laughs> what, what, you caught the house fire? No, it a hot pocket when I was a kid. Imagine if Earth were much, much closer to the sun. So close that an entire year lasts only a few hours. So close that gravity has locked one hemisphere in a permanent searing daylight and the other in endless darkness. So close that oceans boil away, rocks begin to melt, and the clouds rain lava. Think about that. Nothing like this exists in our solar system except what, you know, this kind of like this planet we found. Now, there is, I don't think this is the literal biblical hell, but you can see how a planet that is literally made of lava, and Greg, I never thought about raining lava. And that even, that does make it even much more yeah. terrifying. But either way, um, it's amazing, you know, what, what, what God has created. And, and again, maybe it's simply to show mankind what God can do and talks about the literal lake of fire that hell's going to be. We're getting a glimpse. I think it's going to be much worse than what they're finding here. But at the same time, they're getting a glimpse a glimpse of this, and I find it interesting. So maybe it's a way that God is showing mankind, hey, I want you to see what's possible, and I'm giving you a loving warning. You don't want to be in a place like this. You know, just as a side note, for whatever the reason, uh, this did NASA find hell. This particular article was fine when I opened it all up, and it suddenly turned purple. None of the others turned purple. This one turned purple. So I'm not saying that means anything, but it's like, why did this one turn purple? Um, you know, I don't know. But it, raining lava on my articles. Yes. Yeah, pretty amazing. It is. It is amazing. Uh, you know, I my mind goes to what the how the Bible does describe hell. Yeah. You know that it's utter darkness. Yeah. Unbearable heat. Yeah. And where the worm never dies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't really understand yeah. the import of that and how that plays into it, but it doesn't sound. None of it's good. No, no, it's a nightmare. And I just I can't even imagine what that would be like. If you just imagine just the discomfort of being a little bit hot for an extended period of time, and imagine a lake of fire that you can never escape from. That's what the Bible says hell is like. It's it is terrifying. In utter darkness. I, I can't imagine. And didn't we talk about this a couple of weeks ago, we Mark? Did. And you you said that the language imparts that it's the darkest part of darkness, yes. like the uttermost darkness That's if you right. think if you think turning off the lights in your room without any light coming through the crack your door is dark yes no it, the word means when you go out to outer darkness it's the next layer beyond that yeah how do you go to another layer beyond total darkness yeah 
I don't know. And then add fire to it. Let's just say I'm glad for the cross of Jesus Christ yes. and that I know him, and that'll be something I never have to worry about. Yeah. Uh, before we get to good news, because we do have time to do this, I okay. uh, would like to give a plug for those. This is only going to be for those, or well, you could do it online, too. Uh, but this Sunday and Saturday night and Sunday morning, yes, Saturday night if you're here, yep. Sunday morning at 1115, if you're not here and you want to watch online, Dr. Tim Clary from the Institute of Creation Research will be here uh, to give us a presentation on the assurances yeah. of Genesis. And Greg, these are always, as you know, such yes. great presentations. I mean, the facts, the science that people really follow, real science. It not listen. It doesn't threaten your faith at all when you look at Genesis and the and creation and all these things. Matter of fact, your faith is going to be incredibly strengthened when you see the true science and the true facts. It stands on the side of the Christian. We have nothing to be afraid of, and these are always wonderful presentations. If you can't be here, I encourage you to check it out online. These are always great events. Yes, uh, our Saturday night service at six, Sunday morning at eight, nine thirty, and eleven fifteen. Yes. And our eleven fifteen service will be streamed uh, through the Way Media app, thewaymedia.net, on YouTube and on the Calvary Chapel Knoxville Facebook page. That's so we right. encourage you. we got lots of ways for you to partake That's right. in the service. All right, Pastor Mark, uh, for this Friday, June 3rd, let's get to some good news. Yes. And actually, it's good news because of bad news, Yes, if you think about it. That's right. This is from CBN. Uh, Navy chaplain is urging sailors to share the gospel in the wake of aircraft carrier suicides. Yeah, we're seeing an explosion of suicide nationally and around the globe, and we're seeing it in the military as well. Very tragic, uh, but it does lead to good news, a good news story of how God can take ashes and make beauty from it. The U.S. Navy is investigating a catastrophic string of suicides aboard the USS George Washington while the aircraft carrier was docked in Newport News, Virginia. Navy chaplain um, Lewis Lee told CBN News, that it can be easy for young sailors to become despondent due to extremely challenging circumstances in the armed services. He says that's why it's critical they know Jesus. Amen. I couldn't agree more. I would say the hope that we give is the gospel message, he said. It's Christ. The U.S. Navy issued a statement saying the circumstances surrounding these incidents vary, and it's premature to make assumptions as some incidents remain under investigation. But again, we are seeing a string of increased suicide. It's interesting over the last really just month, uh, I've been brought into contact with maybe four or five suicides. Uh, it just, it's, it's very depressing. We don't know exactly the reason of it, but the reality is they're facing the good news is this. It's opened up a door for this chaplain here and others to be bold about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he truly is the only answer, Greg. You know, we look at the world today. We talk about the news. It's full of hopelessness. It really is. But we are full of hope. And why is that? Because Jesus wins. He's already won. He went to the cross. He spilled his blood for anyone that believes. He'll forgive you. You're saved. You simply have to confess your sin and receive him. And that's the message that we have as well, giving the gospel. I've encouraged our listeners today, if you don't know Jesus Christ, why not? He died for you. Confess your sin, believe his blood paid for you on the cross, and receive him as your Lord. That's the message he's giving. That is the simple gospel message. And again, I encourage all of our listeners. More than ever, that's the message we have to be giving people that are out there in the world right now. When we see the people that are dying from whatever virus comes through or whatever fear happens with whatever pox might run there or whatever uh when you see what's happening in the world the answer is the same jesus loves you he died for you and you receive him as your lord and savior and you have hope remember this is the worst it's ever going to be for the believer for eternity right now this world this is as dark as it's ever going to get whatever this world dishes out to you and i know there are different levels of dishings out on this world but whatever you get in this world if you know jesus christ this is the worst it's ever going to be for eternity because then you get heaven and glory forever. Yeah. But if you don't know Jesus Christ, here, here's the, the heavy truth. This is the best it will ever be for you. This is the highest peak of heaven. This is your heaven. If you don't know Jesus Christ, look around. People are dying. People are committing suicide. Nations falling apart. This is the best you'll ever experience. If you don't know Jesus Christ, that alone should cause you to run to the cross. That alone should cause you to run to Jesus Christ. And again, we just invite you to do that even now on the radio. And by the way, if you want to talk to a pastor in person, call the church. I'll talk to you. We have pastors here that will talk to you. Uh, Greg's here can talk to you. We have people that can pray with you here at the church. 
Just know that we'd love to lead you to the Lord. You can do it without us right now by praying that prayer. But if you want to talk to a person, we'll be here for you in doing that. And, and again, what a great news, Greg, coming out of our military. As crazy as even the military's gotten recently, we see that God has his people everywhere. The world will cause you to fall apart, but Jesus will keep you together. There you go. That's the bottom there line. You go. He will give you that peace that passes understanding. That's that right. Philippians 4, 6, 7, and 8 talk about. So we encourage you to seek the Lord, confess those things to him. Just pour your heart out to him. He's listening and he's waiting for you right now. Folks, thanks for listening. Don't forget the WayMedia.net, the WayMedia app, everything Signs of the Times related, as well as this radio station, the church, and come to the table. We love you guys. We'll see you back here next Friday for more Signs of the Times. been perfect and you wanted to be you've not always been honest and you thought you would you've not always followed and god gave you directions now reject discouragement god forgives he can refresh your feet and point them in his direction he can exchange good intentions with great instructions his love has no ending and his forgiveness is a prayer away don't stay where you've been take new steps in your great adventure with god WIAM 101.1 FM, The Way. It's easy to say what I think, but it's harder to listen. It's easy to stand on the side and avoid all the trenches. But how are we gonna love our enemies when we can't even love our friends? We build walls, but we're called to build bridges instead.